Before there was Bo, Brett, or even Barry, there was Pat. Live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, you're listening to The Pat Richter Show with Jim Rutledge and former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter. Pat Richter Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios alongside former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter. We are brought to you in part by Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. I've had a better buying experience there. And if you're in the market for a new or new-to-you Chevy truck or SUV, I recommend Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Pat, how you doing? Doing great, Jim. Good to hear. And uh, we're bracing ourselves, Pat, because the last two shows that Alex and I have done together during this time slot have opened up with Devontae Adams being placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And it doesn't sound like he's going to be cleared, even though he is vaccinated. He had an opportunity to return, but he had to have two. He has to have two negative tests 24 hours apart to be cleared to play in the game on Thursday uh, that does look like that's passing, according to Adam Schefter from ESPN. It doesn't look likely that he's going to clear that protocol. And then there's Alan Lazard, who is not vaccinated, who has been placed into the COVID-19 uh, reserve list as well because of close proximity, uh, kind of showing the difference in how two players are handled. If Lazar had been, well, obviously other receivers who have been in close proximity to Devonta Adams are not placed into this reserve list because they are vaccinated the NFL has different policies so a lot to unpack there Pat but uh, we'll start with the COVID-19 policies with the NFL and Matt LaFleur's comments on uh, Alan Lazard where he basically said I don't I'm I'm, I'm disappointed but I'm not going to make someone make medical decisions based on what I think and the the Lazard one is is definitely a a blow so is Devante but Lazard's was avoidable yeah, I mean, of course, now with the rules, the way things are in the law, you really, with HIPAA, you can't really ask questions, and that's why everybody kind of shied away from it, just saying, well, they can't really say much about it. The NFL kind of took that position that uh, that's a personal thing, and so now, now it all happens, and it all happens at one time. And so if you knew about it ahead of time, and I don't know whether your know, teammates would have put any pressure on it. I mean, whether his teammates even knew it, that's another story. You know, the, the sad thing about it is with, with Adams and just, you know, you, you do all the precautions that you uh, take every precaution you possibly can take, and then you still have a you know, tested positive, which in many cases proved to be uh, false positives, and, uh, but doesn't sound like you get that much time. But, you know, but there really is, is a, with the uh, announcement of his, you'd think that that would have been still a time to get a, a test tomorrow morning at the latest with 24 hours. Is that not possible? I'm guessing that maybe he, even though he's asymptomatic, he might have still be testing positive. So I, I think that yeah. could be the case. And for an example here, Chandler Jones from the Arizona Cardinals was just cleared, I believe, on Monday to play 
this Thursday for the Cardinals, but he had tested positive, I believe, like last week, Tuesday. So he was not cleared for the Sunday game as a vaccinated player. Uh, I would say Chicago had Robert Quinn, a vaccinated player, who I think tested positive on Monday or Tuesday, was not cleared for a Sunday game. So I think the NFL, um, it seems pretty common that if you do test positive, even if you're vaccinated, you're likely to miss a game. Uh, it's not it's not their policy, but just so far, that's how it's broken out in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, seems like it's a little bit all over the map, but uh, he's kind of uh, you know, expected right now. I mean, we don't really know an awful lot about what's going on. We just see most of the other things with respect to our, just our daily lives in terms of getting the vaccine or not. I happened to get uh, a booster shot uh, this week, and uh, and so, you know, you well, <laughs> feel like you're put pin cushion. You know, you get the booster shots, you get the pandemic, the COVID-19 shots, you get a shingle shot, you get a flu shot. <laughs> feel like a sponge. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know what, Pat, my, my dad had the same complaint because I think he just went in through for all of those as well. Uh, this is from Adam Sheffer an hour ago. Packers wide receiver Devonta Adams is unlikely to play Thursday night considering he would still need two negative tests 24 hours apart. Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard is out because he's unvaccinated and couldn't be cleared in time for Thursday night in time. And then Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for the Packers, he is vaccinated, but he will not uh, go with um, he will not be able to travel with the team to Arizona, but um, so he looks like he's completely out for that game. Well, I mean, Schefter hedges his bet a little bit there with unlikely. He's unlikely to play, and I, I suppose there's just a slim opportunity to get there. How you get to the game, and whether you have to get a, a timeshare jet or something like that to get him there, I think mean, they'll try to do whatever they could. But it's too bad that they. Uh, They've got a couple of these guys that are not going to be able to play, and Chandler Jones, who's who's on the other side of the wall, is going to get opened up. So they get stronger, we get a little weaker. But uh, you know, I guess the the odds are such that uh, you know we actually played pretty well without Devontae. I guess we're six and zero, and so for whatever reason. But this, you know, this is regular season and against the undefeated team, it's another story. But. Uh, you know, I, you, with the way the Packers have been playing, you just couldn't put anything past them. I mean, I think this is giving give them a little bit of incentive, but uh, certainly there's the defensive schemes on the other side of the ball changed a great deal. And, uh, you know, maybe that might be an opportunity there somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, this was excited to be a big test for the Packers. Now it's really a no-lose situation because without some of their top receivers, it's hard to fully judge this team. And if they're able to go out and pull off an upset, well, that obviously only looks good. And if they lose, plenty of uh, reasons that you could cite why. This is the Cardinals are head and shoulders the best team the Packers have played so far this year. And I don't know if there's a second place on this list. So it is a very exciting test for the Packers. But a, a little disappointed the Packers aren't at full strength so we could really see what these two great teams uh, would have been able to do against each other at full strength. Very likely we could see this in the playoffs, though. Yeah, I guess uh, the Smith one, the Smith brothers, are going to be back. One of them or not, or is Bakhtiari still thinking another week or two? Uh, you know, those are about the only guys. Or uh, uh, I guess that's about it for as far as the injuries are concerned. But we don't really have any, you know, difference makers other than Bakhtiari if he was in there. But uh, that's a pretty tough game to open up on off coming off an ACL injury. And I don't think they'd probably be uh, just uh, cautious in terms of. Even if he was ready to be, uh, not throw him into the into the fire right away. 
Yeah, definitely a, a tough situation, Patton. Just to update you, questionable is Preston Smith. He, he could play this week, but without Jair, without Alan Lazard, without Devontae Adams, without Zadarius Smith, likely without David Bakhtiari and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It's looking bleak a little bit tomorrow, but... Uh, you, you, is King coming back? The, he's also listed as questionable right now. Yeah. So, look, looking bleak, how are you feeling? I mean, do you, do you think this could still be a game the Packers win? It's going to be really tough. I yeah. mean, it's a, a quick turnaround. They played at the Cardinals played at home. They stay right there. We've got a game here, and then you got to turn around and get out there. And not off the coast as such, but still a good sized trip. And uh, with all the uncertainties and the coaching and things like that, it's, it's going to be really tough. And uh, I guess they said that the spread went from like two and a half to three points to all the way to six, which in this world is double points. Doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, you know they 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 still hedging their bets a little bit. Yeah, the longest remaining trip of the uh, for the Packers this year. And Pat, you know, with this does start a stretch here for the Packers. But one positive with the COVID nineteen, I don't know if it's an outbreak or if this is the end of it. But either way, with COVID nineteen hitting this week. Uh, it was already a difficult game, and now the Packers have a little bit extra time now because they don't play, obviously, this upcoming Sunday. They don't play to the following Sunday. So now they have uh, a long runway here for even if a few other cases prop up, they're still going to be able to likely be at full strength as possible, at least on the COVID side of it, uh, when they play you know, a couple weeks. Yeah, I think this is going to be kind of a tough stretch of scheduling games in here, and so it's going to be really tough. But I do think that... You know, there's always been an optimist, optimism uh, with uh, with Aaron, and I think he's because he's been able to play a lot of guys. And a lot of receivers have played. Uh, you know, Lewis and Tanya and the tight ends have done a good job. And more guys have had a chance to show what they can do. And so when they start bringing these guys back for off the injury list, they're going to have some pretty good depth, and I think that's really positive going down the stretch. And, Pat, as we kind of look at the rest of the conference here, you know, Strofe and I were talking about it throughout the week here, and you look at the Rams, you look at the Cardinals, and you look at the Packers, and obviously Tampa in that mix. I don't think there's a large separation between any of those teams. I think any of those teams should go to the Super Bowl. But if I was going to rank them, I probably would put the Packers fourth in that group. But now, as you hinted at, is their stretch, even though the Chiefs don't look quite like the team we thought they were going to be, they're still a, uh, a team that's been in the Super Bowl twice in a row and have a MVP caliber quarterback, so that should be a good test. Minnesota should be a good test. I don't think Chicago will be much of a test, but the Rams are in there as well. So this is a, a nice stretch here for the Packers where they have the benefit of having the division almost you know pretty secured already, but at the same time, they have the opportunity to really test themselves against some good football teams. Yeah, this is kind of going to be a little bit of a broken record, but uh, Minnesota's the team that uh, gives me a little bit of a scare, and that's uh, something that's just there's the dynamic there. They just don't know what's happening. Sometimes the feeling gets loose, and then they uh, Smith gets a good interception in the backfield, defensive backs. I mean, there's always something tough about them. It's just a great rivalry, and that's the one that I think is going to maybe be one of the toughest ones we've got left. And, yeah, I think you're 100% right with, with that side of it here. But, Pat, looking back to one of your old football teams, the Washington football team, we can look back at that Packer game. This is the Pat Richter Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN up, and Wisconsin on the men. Looking back at that game, there was a lot of good to take out of for the Packers. 
the defense, their first red zone stop was more about Washington bungling that, but it did seem to build some momentum as the Packers got back-to-back stops after that. They did allow a field goal late in the game, but the Packers' defense was able to stiffen up in the red zone, uh, even though they allowed yards outside the red zone when it counted. They were able to stiffen up with that, which is a good indicator for success going forward. Yeah, the goal line stand, I think, was uh, really impressive. I mean, it's just the circumstances. You know, the guy takes a knee, and, you know, that call could go either way. It was so doggone close. And then when you get right into the uh, the goal line stand and hit and the ball fumbled, technicalities, and once he, was he stopped, he technically can get the ball and keep going, but they bobbled the ball back. And so, I mean, it was a lot of close calls there. But, uh, you know, still Aaron was doing what he had to do. The running game wasn't maybe as as uh, powerful as we would like it to have been. Uh, but uh, Dylan, you know, not as not as productive as he has been, but uh, still, all in all, and, and again, you can't dis, dis, uh, disregard the, the impact of Adams and the, the way he caught the ball and the things he did and, and uh, all of those things. But it does. It opens up an opportunity for somebody else. I mean, I think you've got two things going there. One is you got the confidence on the other side of saying, well, he's not here, so now we're going to get a little bit bolder and play a little tighter and and uh, force these guys to make make some moves that they haven't maybe had to make move before with uh, Adams in play, and that could be a good uh, opportunity. And uh, in Randall Cobb, I think they're probably going to put a little more more uh, defense on him just because they probably figure that Rogers is going to be going to his favorite guy, uh, next favorite guy, so to speak and do well, but uh, the defense played well. They, they, they got tough when they had to be. Still as tough in the defensive backfield. The young guys, uh, if they can just keep out of the penalty box, so to speak, it will be all right because there's some good, aggressive young men back there. And for a long time, it's been quite a while since we've had a defensive back intercept the ball and hold on to it, and that was just kind of a good thing to see anyway. This is the Pat Richter Show, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Streaming ESPN Madison at home is easy. Just ask Alexa to play ESPN Madison. ESPN Madison on Alexa is presented by UW Credit Union. Here for every you. I got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Everybody knows I've got the magic in me. Oak Park Place offers seniors and their loved ones peace of mind. Find the right balance of care that you need centered around your lifestyle. Move to a community with neighbors that become like family. Enjoy the comforts of your apartment with an abundance of events just outside your door. Choose the fit that is right for you from independent living to assisted living, memory care, and short-term rehabilitation. Oak Park Place, with locations on Madison's east side and in the Nicoma neighborhood, Janesville, and Baraboo. Visit oakparkplace.com to learn more. This is the Pat Rector Show, live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I'm 100.5 ESPN, ESPN Up, and Wisconsin on Man. I'm Jim Rutledge, alongside former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter. And Pat Badger Football has a big game coming up here against Iowa. It's lost a little bit of luster on the Iowa side of it, but it's gained some with Wisconsin, despite the fact that the Badgers uh, are running an offense out of an era that I, I don't know if it's late 80s, early 90s, but it's, it's <laughs> 1940s, Jim. Well, that might be long insulting. You might be able to throw the ball more back then. As long as it's not the Vera, we don't care. Right, right. So, well, you know, it's crazy. I'm still thinking about that game last Saturday. I mean, you just 
put yourself in the position of a guy walking in off the street. Has watched Wisconsin play so far up to this year. Saw Iowa and, and uh, Purdue get uh, get into a tangle, and Purdue coming on top of that. And now we're playing them. We're on the road. We're ever disappointed. We've had a lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers, things like this. And now we're a favorite. I mean, I, I still just can't believe that. And it just just goes to prove you that these guys know what the heck they're doing. I mean, for whatever reason, either they just felt there was so much pent up anger and 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 and, and anxiousness to get in there and do something that people are going to really remember and whatever. But they did. And, and of course, uh, Purdue, on the other hand either was looking at some of our film and said, well, this is going to be a piece of cake, and went out there and laid an egg. And so it was just crazy. And so this one this week is probably everybody's probably thinking, what in the world's going to happen this week? But uh, Iowa's going to be tough. I mean, Kirk Ferentz is a very good coach, and he, they just haven't done much offensively. And uh, talking to somebody from Iowa, you know, it's not a, it usually has been a, quite a question of uh, – Losing some uh, running backs in the, in the running game, which has always been a trouble for him, but it's not this year. They just haven't been able to put together, and nobody really needs to has, has been able to put their finger on it. And uh, they just put it all together for that one game. And hopefully, ours is a question of just getting on that upward trajectory, and we keep a little bit, a little bit better all the time. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of a game where you didn't have any. I think we had zero passing yardage in the second half. Is that correct? And uh, we didn't do much of that. And so uh, I think we're going to have to uh, play against a little bit better defense than Purdue, perhaps. Uh, they're going to be all ticked off because they got bounced a little bit. And so it should be a pretty good game. And I think that uh, whereas we talked about the homecoming games being kind of a incentivized and they picked them because of the, they're not usually as good, us with Iowa is maybe more of a, a signature game with the Heartland Trophy and uh, being homecoming and really just a good entertainment. And hopefully, we can Graham gets out off off track on in terms of a little bit more con- continuity with respect to the passing game and uh, guys running better patterns and getting open and uh, and so the defense is going to take care of themselves. I mean they're just uh, superb and uh, they couldn't say enough good things about them on the on the television. And uh, it's just true that the linebackers are just outstanding. So hopefully we'll be able to keep them in check and then get a field goal, a couple field goals, and touchdown, hopefully maybe skip by and and, uh, and show them that the Badgers are back and they're on a, on a kind of an upward slant in terms of getting their game back on track. This is the Pat Richter Show. We do have some breaking news brought to you by Metro Kia Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. The Metro Kia Madison giving you trusted breaking news here on ESPN Madison from Adam Schefter. Former Wisconsin Badger J.J. Watt ruled out for the game on Thursday against the Packers. No practice this week. He has a shoulder injury, and he has been ruled out for that game. So that's a break there for the Green Bay Packers. Maybe we'll stay on the air long enough. We'll get a couple more. But uh, <laughs> I thought maybe he might have hurt himself with all those antics when he comes out on the smoke and everything else and jumping around, <laughs> bouncing around. But he's always had some issues with respect to his upper body. He just works so hard at it. But uh, that's too bad because I'm sure he really wanted to play. And uh, like I say, in this game, I think we'll take whatever move we can get uh, to lessen their ability to get to the pass rush to the passer. And because uh, he's very good at it, obviously. And so. Uh, uh, that is some some good news, anyway. Uh, definitely good news there for the Green Bay Packers with J.J. Watt out. Again, this is the Pat Richter Show. Pat, back to the Badgers. 
I, I don't know if I'll just do this every week, but the fact that no team is really concerned at all about the Badgers throwing the football because the Badgers aren't concerned about throwing the football. And then you have 17-year-old Braylon Allen out there just putting up big game after big game with all those men in the box. And he should be playing high school football, and he's going out there uh, banging out 100-yard games. It, it's just truly remarkable. The kid's built like Bo Jackson. Yeah, he's a, he's a special athlete. He's kind of like along the lines of Ron uh, Dane, obviously, and uh, certainly puts a kind of a big monkey on his back, so to speak. But uh, he's got some good quickness. He gets some side. He can go sideways pretty good. And Ron was steady in that way as well. And just the fact that uh, Jimmy Leonard has said that uh, he'd like to put him in the defensive backfield or linebacker or something like that tells you what he is as a as an athlete and so uh main thing is just to hang on to it i mean he he's over aggressive many times and he's just trying to fight for extra yardage and and the guys are just constantly stripping and once you get get a little bit of reputation for losing the ball like that they're going to come at you and be swatting at it and everything else but uh it's a good sign too because i think that the uh the line is still in a work in progress. They're young guys. Uh, I think that they're just uh, getting a little bit better all the time. And I think that uh, if they can just keep pounding it again, and then when we have to throw the ball, hopefully get uh, you know, Graham back where he was when he had back in Illinois last year and and, uh, and be consistent. I think uh, we don't have uh, you know lengthy receivers, so to speak, out there in the tight end. And uh, and they can put some pressure on us and whatever, but uh, it'll be at least about I think kind of more of an even test for us, and so we'll open things up a little bit. But we still got to run good routes, and and uh, and he's got to be a, do a better job of you know, making sure his checkdowns are in order in terms of going from where one read to the next read to the next read, rather than trying to force the ball in because that's when you get in trouble. It's funny, Jim, you, you, you compared him to Bo Jackson because our teammate Scrappy, Aaron Norvell, calls Braille and Allen baby Bo. So uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that. But, Pat, uh, I saw yesterday the Badgers did add a, a defensive back from the transfer portal, but Caden Lyles, an offensive lineman, entering the transfer portal uh, once again uh, this week. I think that's up to number five or six for Badgers entering the transfer portal. W- what is your thought on the transfer portal as a whole as you see the evolution of it? Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think that uh, the transfer portal is something that, uh, you know, it gives an opportunity for somebody that's unhappy for whatever reason to figure that uh, I don't have a future at this program, and so I might as well, you know, see what happens. And maybe somebody has seen me on film or during a, in a game that we played and have a chance to uh, get uh, get picked up by somebody. And, and many times uh, the teams are are you know thin at some uh, some positions, and somebody's got an opportunity, a legitimate opportunity to come in. And fight for a job. I think with the Badgers, I think Caden has been around an awful lot and and banged up a little bit here and there. But he probably sees the handwriting on the wall that this is a, a young group that's getting a little bit better every week, and uh, this is the way it's going to be in the future. So I, I, it's a, it's a kind of it's not an unintended consequence. I think it's an understood consequence of the transfer portal. It's just uh, it's one of those things where you're going to be recruiting and nonstop recruiting, whether it has to do with yeah. high school. I mean, you have to recruit them to come to your school. And if, in fact, you uh, you have to, you have to recruit them to keep, stay with you. You know, Crookshank was one that we didn't really hear much about when he went to Rutgers, with Rutgers, I guess. And, uh, and so, you know, he wanted to make his mark there. But he, I mean, given the fact that we had a good defense, there's probably a lot of punts he could have been 
picking up around uh, Madison and could have made a, a better name for himself there as well. So it's it's you have to kind of respect the uh, the wishes of the athlete because that's the way it is nowadays. But certainly some of them are going to make the wrong decisions and it's going to it's not going to pay off for them in terms of uh, an opportunity and. Uh, you have to just do the best you can in terms of making the decisions on your own campus and hopefully keep them in the fold for the ones that you want because you certainly you know, can't just have 22 players and uh, special teams. You're going to have to have some people and be back up in case you get injuries, which you always do. This is the Pat Richter Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Jim Rutledge alongside former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter. We are live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We have Sounds of the Week coming up next on the Pat Richter Show. The Scalzo and Bruss train never stops. I wanted to call and publicly jump on the Super Bowl 56 trade today. Jump on weekdays 4 to 6 on 100.5 ESPN. Oh, yeah! Chugga, 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 chugga. Alex, that was my face. I bought my coffee. So. Oh, okay. I was a little concerned. I well, thought. I didn't mouth and swear, but, you know. Your, your, your mic was off. It's fine. I mouthed it. I didn't necessarily say it. <laughs> Just like at home around the kids, you mouth the swear. You don't, you don't, you don't say it. Uh, this is the Pat Richter Show, live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. He's Alex Schroff. I'm Jim Rutledge, alongside former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter. And it's time now for Sounds of the Week. These are the sounds of the week on the Pat Richter Show. Brought to you by Simden Chevrolet and Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience. Pretty self-explanatory. I've got four or five clips here for Pat. Pat's going to react to what various people have to say. We're going Packers heavy today, Pat, as they face, obviously, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Tomorrow, we're going to start with Ryan Clark on NFL Live. He talked about the opportunities for Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams tomorrow. When you watch him play, he is such a target machine, kind of like Mina says, that you think that that's a thing, that Aaron Rodgers only throws the ball to him, and then when he's not playing, he's lost, and he has no idea where any of the other players are. But it's actually not true. Defensively, you now don't really know who to target, who to double. You don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go, go with the ball, and so he's kind of taking advantage of that. Ooh, that's an interesting take, and I kind of agree with it, Pat. Do do you view it the way Ryan Clark views it? There's more mystery for Aaron Rodgers? I think exactly that. I think you say, well, okay, if you've got one guy that you know what you're going to put kind of coverage on him, then you know what you're going to concentrate on, and you know how you deal with the rest of it when you don't have that. And and you got to figure that at this level, Every one of those receivers should be able to have the speed and the ability to make a run route, and Aaron can slip it in there somewhere along the line. I think I'm still more concerned about the, the pass rush and keeping him off the back of the quarterback, but I think Ryan Clark's a pretty smart guy, and I think he's very, very right, right on the target with this one. I mean, I don't know whether you get uh, Tanya, whether you get uh, Lewis was very effective as a tight end. And uh, Cobb is, is dangerous when he gets uh, in the open. And uh, so I think that that's, he's on target with that one. And just, uh, you know, you have to execute. But uh, it certainly is something to think about. And I'll, I'll throw this out there. I do think they'll put some points on the board. The question to me is more of, 
can they keep up with Arizona's offense? I, I think yeah. because Arizona's at full uh, strength, essentially, offensively, and they have all those weapons, I could see this Packers offense fully capable of putting up into the 20s, even without Devontae Adams. But what about this Arizona offense that, you know, the Packers are missing the Darius Smith. They are missing Jair Alexander. They haven't really been tested in a long while yeah. in Chicago, Washington, Detroit, uh, even San Francisco. We see what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not testing the Packers defense through the air. I, I think this game, the winner is going to be in the 30s. So that to me is the bigger concern of that. I think the Packers can definitely find innovative ways to score and can put up points. I don't know if they do that enough against a team like the Cardinals. Well, I know a yeah. former, I know, I know a former NFL wide receiver that could maybe uh, go play for the Packers. Pat, you, 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 uh, you want to get back out there? <laughs> no, I tell you what, I, I, I get a little scared when I get a, sh- a shot, a flu shot or something like that. I don't want to get hit anymore. But, uh, but I think with the one thing about it is with the running attack. I think Heineke, with regard to uh, the Washington club. If, and surprisingly enough, we had great coverage. Apparently, he couldn't find anybody open, but he made a decision to run. If that happens with Murray, he's going to be a real problem. Yeah, no doubt about it. Heineke went for 95 yards on Sunday. I imagine Kyler Murray can go for similar yardage pretty easily in comparison to a guy like Taylor Heineke. So we will see. But speaking of the rushing attack, Marcus Spears said, this is a game that Aaron Jones needs to step up in. You find the dynamic guy. Like, this ain't breaking news. You find a guy that can break the game open. 33 can break the game open. And the fortunate part that you have with him is you can, it's flexibility within what Aaron Jones does. He doesn't have to line up in the backfield all the time. He can line up in the slot. He can line up on the outside. So if you're looking for a guy that you – because the great thing about Devontae Adams, people talk about his catching and his ability to get off the line, his ability after the catch. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones offers that as well. They got to be creative with getting yeah. him the ball. And if anybody's good at getting creative, it is the head coach, Matt LaFleur. So do you expect to see maybe Aaron Jones out wide, Pat, some new things we haven't maybe seen from the Packers offense this year? I think for sure. I think that that nullifies the big pass rush every now and then. And uh, certainly he's he's strong enough to play against the defensive backs. And uh, the question, if you try to put a linebacker on him, then you can do some things to open him up. And uh, he's proven he's got good hands. And uh, I think he's... uh, He's right on target. It's nice to see those guys on a national basis having some positivity coming out of this and say, oh, it's not doom and gloom. Yeah. And uh, usually they're pretty pretty tough on the pack. But uh, I think they realize this one could be kind of interesting, a little bit of a cat and mouse game. Yeah, I think LaFleur, along with Kingsbury, I mean, they run different offenses, both younger, creative coaches. Yeah. I do think that LaFleur... Uh, we'll find different ways. They've done this with Jones. I think, Tony, they, they're going to have to scheme a little bit more. Rodgers is so great at the line of scrimmage, seeing what's available. So the Packers aren't done. Missing both Devontae and Lazard hurt just because you can see other teams not being on the same page as your quarterback. It still hurts what you can do on the fly, and I think that's where the Packers are going to suffer is that some of the stuff on the fly, you're really only going to be able to rely on on Tunyon and, and Jones because of their experience. The rest of the guys, uh, it could be not quite as much. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you guys. Now, what makes me sad is, is this really should be an early candidate for game of the year, but some of that some of that uh, you know shine is, is taken away with Devontae Adams out of this game. But Aaron Rodgers says it's still going to feel like a playoff game on Thursday. We're playing a great football team. They're 7-0. They've got a lot of confidence. Uh, this has uh, those 
playoff type implication games, even though it is just week eight. Uh, we're aware of that. A lot of times when you're not playing a division opponent, it comes down to the tiebreakers like this. There's still a lot of football and a lot that can happen throughout the season with uh, momentum and the way teams play, but this is an important one. It's one of those Thursday games that the, the league loves so much. They're tough, uh, obviously tough on the bodies, but uh, we're looking forward to the challenge and look forward to the, to the three days off afterward. So, Pat, that said, do you still view this as maybe, you know, a playoff-type atmosphere game, or, or is that, that shine, like I mentioned, kind of taken away without a guy like number 17? No, I think it really does. I think Aaron overcomes that. I mean, I think that sure. everybody, and certainly the people who watched him over the years, figure that he's just about nothing that he can't do. And so, in that regard, he's talking very positive. I think he has the ability to rally the team around his energy and uh, his positiveness. And I think that uh, that means, you know, the, the guys that have got to come to play. The main thing is that the line knows what they have to do. They know that if they don't, get they've got to get their butt chewed out and uh, – and so that they are a very important part of the, the team and the game. And the uh, defensive line uh, has gotten a good push lately. I think the Merciless has, has helped a lot. Uh, a couple of the guys they put in some last-minute uh, additions have, I think, really helped out. I think that's where the depth is going to come in eventually, hopefully. And, but uh, there's some veterans in there that have been around, been winning programs. And I think that uh, anytime you get out there in, in the national media kind of pumps them up and they're, they're undefeated that uh, it's really it does take on a little bit more of an atmosphere and uh, you can bet that the crowd's going to be crazy it's funny you bring that up because Aaron Rodgers did talk about the addition of veterans and, and how that's not necessarily normal uh, for Green Bay so a little bit of a longer clip here from Rodgers but I think it's very interesting perspective for a guy that's been in Green Bay now in his 17th year I love it I do I really uh I love the energy with these guys. Played against, you know, all these guys at, at various places. Worked out with Whitney a long time ago, and just always enjoyed his personality and the way uh, the way that he played. Really, uh, really proud of Rasul. I feel like he's battled really well, and and he got dinged up in the game and came back in. Um, with the kind of injuries we've had, especially at a tough position like corner, uh, to lose our you know preseason top two guys to have him step in and play so consistent. Obviously, with Stokes on the other side, doing a really good job and kind of holding down that starting spot. It's been nice to see Rasul jump in and play and play well. But you love you love when you can plug in veteran players who played football at a high level in those spots. Um, every now and then, you know, we've had young guys step up and, and kind of make a jump mid-season where we didn't expect much from them. There's a different level of expectation and usually performance when you plug in a veteran guy into those spots. So that said, Pat, do you view the addition of all these veterans as a necessity for the Green Bay Packers or as an attempt to please the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think it's more of a necessity. And I think if you can do both, that even gives you a little bit of a bonus. But uh, sure. kind of reminds you of the philosophy George Allen had. And George uh, basically gave up all of his draft choices for, uh, for the experience. And, and he got right to the Super Bowl with that team, but didn't really get over the hump, so to speak. So there's a, there's a little risk in that, but this is different. This is filling and plugging in spots rather than just getting us out of philosophy. And I think that the fact that they can do that and uh, and, and uh, do something that you know, makes him happy and uh, energized and everything else is are certainly benefit long term. And so I think that whether they've turned that corner from a philosophy standpoint not sure, but they've been very selective, and I think they've been very wise in their in their picks. And so, in that regard, 
they, they couldn't have done much more to uh, to satisfy Aaron in terms of what he looks like in his team. But I think that uh, he obviously understands the dynamic with an older guy that uh, has had some experience and maybe kind of wore out his welcome at another place and gives him a second chance to get a chance to maybe win a, a Super Bowl and uh, make a better salary and things like this and give him a kind of a second lease on life. And that means a lot because uh, these guys uh, – these guys are in it for the uh, for the championships and things like that, and they can see that as an opportunity at Green Bay. I love hearing Pat Richter talk football. It gets me all jacked up. I've got one more <laughs> clip for you, Pat, from Aaron Rodgers once again. This was on the Pat McAfee Show yesterday, and it's starting to give Green Bay fans hope that he'll be back in 2022. I, I want you to take a listen and, and see if you feel the same way from this. This is part of the fun. You know, the fun is obviously, I mean, look, I got my best friend in the league back to go to work with every day. I got the funniest dude in the world to drive down to practice with every day in in David Bakhtiari. I got a great coaching staff that I love. I'm still in Green Bay and having the time of my life. And I get fun moments like this every single week. So life is about perspective. And I'm just daily counting the the blessings that I have in life and just have so much gratitude for, for these moments. And, and for the fact that I'm 37, I'm still playing and uh, still playing at a high level and, and still getting to, uh, to have fun moments uh, each, each week. See Jim, people can live in green Bay and have the time of their life says Aaron Rodgers. So Pat, what's your takeaway there? Do you think that gives some hope for 2022? Absolutely. Well, you talk to him in February and March when the weather's not so good. I mean, you know, <laughs> Malibu, he'd be all right. But uh, I certainly think so. I, I, I think that he, I mean, it's not a, a conscious effort to, to backtrack or anything like this. I think he's having a lot of fun. And I think he realizes that this is this is not something that you can find at every uh, organization. And I think that uh, that's very important. I mean, 37 years, you gotta, you'd like to finish it off. You know, and satisfactory. But if you went somewhere else and you didn't, you know, you've you've uh, kind of uh, dropped some of those real positive things that you've had for the last 17 years, and uh, and been for what, you know. And so I think he's being very objective about objective about it, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think the fact that he's six and one and and uh, playing at a high level, and he's playing just as well as he's ever played, is means an awful lot. And I think that. Uh, the people respect that, and they've they've kind of you know, welcomed that opportunity to to have him back, and uh, and I think it's it's special place in Green Bay, no question about it, and I think that that's very important uh, thing to realize that the, the quarterbacks it's not the same every other place, and Brady was able to get lightning in the bottle, but that's not easy to do. Worth noting that the Packers were the ones that drafted Jordan Love and have not necessarily given Aaron Rodgers the extension that he was looking for to secure his future in Green Bay, and that's how it got to this point. So there does take two to tango. I think it's absolutely ridiculous if the Packers want to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but there's been plenty of indications that they also have a plan, including their budget, having to pay Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and Jair Alexander. It's not impossible, but that's a big... It's very unlikely, yeah. That's a big number, too, and they'd have to rework the deal with Rodgers. So you're right, uh, and Aaron might... Aaron's never really said he didn't want to be here. He wanted to be somewhere he's wanted. So there's the other yeah. side of it with Green Bay. 
Yeah, that, uh, that's an important part. And I think that the, that all these things go into that whole equation, you know, the fact that they've selectively brought in some guys that have been very productive and helped the team a lot, and the, some of the things you can't deal with, you know, you just uh, you got to take it for what it is. And that with the, the COVID and things like that, not, nothing you could have prepared for in that regard. And uh, so I think you, you put yourself in a position to do it, and that's all you can do. This is the Pat Richter Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN Up, and Wisconsin on the man. Still in Green Bay and having the time of my life. Pack Attack. All Packers, all the time. The number one player in that Packer game last night, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. ESPN Aaron Rodgers, Wisconsin's Aaron Rodgers. best Packers talk every day. Aaron Rodgers. Subscribe to the Pack Attack podcast on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool, all about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news, what you're gonna do, I could hit refresh and forget. If you need to protect your home or business, there's only one call to make. That's to J&K Security Solutions. At J&K, they work hard to protect the things that matter most in your life. For more information, call 2-555-799 or visit jksecurity.com. I'm Jim Rutledge, Strofe on the other side of the glass. This is the Pat Richter Show live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I am alongside former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter. And, Pat, with uh, kind of clicking into basketball season here, and it's early for the Bucks. They're 3-1, and one, looking like every bit the defending champions. And then you have Badger basketball, <laughs> looking every bit the, the part of a very young team. Apparently a lot of excitement that they didn't lose by a lot in their close scrimmage to Loyola, but and Loyola's a good team, but that's kind of where we're at right now with Badger basketball. It is super young, and expectations, I think, are very tempered. Yeah, I think this is a little bit of an unusual uh, territory for us to be in. It seems like we've had a lot of experience over a period of time, and uh, it's caused us to be a, kind of a little more of a mature team and not senior-driven necessarily, but upperclassmen-driven. And I think that's every now and then maybe that's not a bad thing. It's just to get a little bit of refreshing, uh, some spirit and some activity, and you can put that around. I would think we see a big uh, leap forward with uh, Johnson, and uh, and I think that maybe the brother would be a, a contributor as well. But I think that these are one of the times when uh, Bo used to keep this pretty much close to his vest. You really didn't. You, you you really didn't know what you're going to find out what's what you got with the team until you get around the first of the year. You just kind of keep it close to the vest, and so uh, it could be exciting, could be a little bit frustrating, I suppose. But uh, we haven't had much of that over a long period of time. But you, Greg is smart enough to understand that he's uh, pull a few strings here and there, and uh, some of the players that uh, you know have been players that we depended upon before can still fulfill that role and uh, maybe give an opportunity for young guy Davison being a coach, the uh, veteran addition and staying around is I think he's probably going to be a little bit more uh, oh, controlled I would guess the same energy and whatever but be a little bit more like a coach on the floor type of situation and because uh, we're going to need him to be uh, not uh, hitting the deck so much and just making sure that he's uh, kind of keeping everything together and so could be interesting, but it's going to be, like I say, it's going to be maybe a little more frustrating, but certainly the main thing would be to see how they progress over the season and get uh, a chance in the tournament and uh, see what they can do. So, Pat, you know, you've been obviously an athletic director. You're Mac. How do you judge a season like this to see that Greg Gard is getting the growth out of this program that he needs coming off of a kind of a disappointing year last year and now a fresh, 
you know crop of young players, wins and losses might not be there. So what is a guy Max position watching out for right now? Well, certainly you're going to get a little bit of time. I mean, I think the fact that, uh, that with this coming off a pandemic and whatever, it kind of throws everything into a cocked hat in terms of uh, what's what's going on. And I think then you have to take a look at what are the recruiting, where, where you, people were in. It looked like it was a conscious effort just not to go out and throw a scholarship at somebody just for the sake of good numbers. And, uh, and so I would expect that this is uh, an opportunity to – to kind of uh, bank some of those uh, uh, scholarships and go into the portal and see who might come out of there, and as well as some good recruiting this year. So, I mean, it's a, it's a long-term process, and I think that uh, everybody's going to go through the same situation with regards to the portal in terms of people you, you think you've got and then you don't have them, and it's going to be a, it's going to be kind of a business a little bit differently uh, transacted as it used to be, and so. I think time is is a question. Certainly, you make sure that you got good quality for players and a good team and good representatives. And uh, but I think you know you'll still be in the mix. You want to make sure that you're in that upper half if you can stay there, and uh, and then understand why if you aren't. Pat, as always, we appreciate the time. Okay. Good night, Jim. This has been the Pat Richter Show, and this is we are live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I'm Jim Rutledge with Alex Strofe. Alex, what's your takeaway, biggest takeaway from today's show? Ooh, good question, Jim. See, I, I said it earlier, right? I love hearing Pat Richter talk football because, you know, obviously he's been in so many cool positions, former NFL player and athletic director, uh, the last athlete at the University of Wisconsin to play three sports. The guy is such a badass. I don't know what my biggest takeaway is. Oh, Everything's like always Oscar Mayer for a while as well. Yeah, I mean, the guy's full of accomplishments. Huh? He's fantastic. Uh, but the biggest takeaway, hearing him talk Badgers hoops was interesting. I always like to hear the athletic director perspective uh, on things, so it was it was kind of cool to hear what like a first-year guy like Chris McIntosh is, uh, kind of hear what, what his perspective is of Mac's perspective, if that makes sense. Nope, didn't make sense. <laughs> Wrap it up on that. This has been the Pat Richter Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.